Good day and welcome to another episode of the International News Desk. I'm, of course, your host, Sean Roberts, and the legend himself, Mr. Kurt Buckerfield, joins me on this Wednesday morning. Kurt, how are you? I'm good, thanks, Sean. How are you doing? I am very well. Kurt, I think let's just start off and get the out of the way. Let's go to Man United again. Let's talk about your man, Cristiano Ronaldo, and what he has done, and the timing of it, and the reasoning behind it, or the lack of timing of it, I should say. Um, and just what his motus operandi here is, in my opinion, it is literally just to get fired so he can move out of United. I can't see any other reason why he would do something so crazy, but let's just tell the people what has happened over the past 48 hours. Yeah, so Ronaldo gave an interview to um, English journalist, broadcaster, former Britain's Got Talent judge, is how I'll describe him, Piers <laughs> Morgan. Um, and he controversially said that he doesn't have any respect for Eric Ten Hag. Mm. Um, he spoke poorly about the club and he made some statements that um, are true about the, the facilities having been run down over the last couple of years, nothing changing at Carrington. Um, he, he criticized a few of the executives. He made some comments about the Glazer family. He um, went at Gary Neville, Wayne Rooney, people who have said things about him over the last few weeks. Uh, they've criticized his attitude and, and some off-field um, incidents. Um, but uh, yeah, I think we need to start with what the, the, the his, his motivation is, and it most likely is to get um, his contract terminated. Mm -hmm. Because why else would you do that at this time um, when when there's a big break now in club football for the World Cup um, ahead of the January transfer window? So we can only assume that he is trying to leave Manchester United. Um, he did try and leave at the start of the season um, from from reports that we read. There were no takers, um, no clubs actually came in with official bids for Ronaldo, so the club struggled to let him go. Um, but I've read that over the last couple of months, Eric Ten Hag and Manchester United's sporting director have been open to leaving or letting Ronaldo go for free. Um, but um, no offers have arrived. And uh, it just seems like Ronaldo is now taking that into his own hands by, by doing this interview. The full interview will be released later this week, apparently. Mm -hmm. um, so Piers Morgan has just been dropping these snippets um, throughout the week, but very controversial. Um, I think very, very poor. Um, and uh, yeah, you can only imagine how infuriated Eric Ten Hag will be um, because this comes after Manchester United beat Fulham 2-1. Um, when was that? On Sunday night with a, a dramatic last minute winner by um, Alejandro Garnacho, the 18-year-old the kid. Um, so there was a, it was a great story for United. And then just a couple of hours later, um, word of this interview spreads. And um, Ronaldo is seen saying that he has no respect for Ten Hag. Eric Ten Hag has no respect for him. Um, so yeah, it, it's going to get messy. It's, I think it's going to get really, really messy. But I do suspect that Ronaldo has probably played his last game for Manchester United already. But it's just... Like, he is an absolute United legend. I mean, there's no doubt about that. One of the best players ever to come through the ranks. Well, he joined at 1920, I think. But he, he's just completely ruined his reputation. Like, I just don't get it. Like, it is just, it's just, it's so bizarre. Is, is it desperate? Is it, um, there's obviously, there's only so much someone can take in terms of 
the criticism or, and the press he's got and he keeps on saying wait till the treat comes out wait till the treat comes out so i suppose we'll wait till friday this is it yeah so i think i mean i think it shows an incredible lack of self-awareness on ronaldo's part firstly mm. to do the interview with piers morgan who isn't liked and who is a professional troll this yeah. is what he lives for he, he he loves to annoy people um and to to people off really yeah um, he's been doing that throughout his career and especially over the last couple of years where he was kicked off i think i can't remember what show it was it was a good morning britain or there was some show that he was on where he was kicked off for making some comments he walked off the show there's actual footage of him leaving the show while it was um streaming um because of a disagreement with a co-host um so this is what piers morgan does he lives to be controversial um so for him to have gotten these things out of ronaldo i don't think that ronaldo is quite aware of the impact it was going to make and have um and just how piers morgan was going to absolutely milk this mm. so by releasing these snippets with these very controversial headlines um it just has made him look really really stupid um and you know i think it's just very clear to everybody who's watched him play this season that he's just absolutely not at it he's not playing well he doesn't suit ten hag's system those questions were asked as soon as ten hag was appointed um and it's sort of played out that way so yeah i think it's coming from a place of hurt i think that he's upset um and i think it is desperation for him, like you said mm. i think that he's so desperate for for love and attention right now because he's had that throughout his career and the last 6 months have been absolutely horrific mm. um if you're ronaldo um that he will align himself with anybody who appears to be on his side and i think that that's the way that piers morgan has sort of framed himself over the last couple of years um constantly gets into debates with like Gary Lineker and whoever really that Ronaldo's the greatest player of all time and then he will have some choice words about Messi um so i think that he's sort of been building up to this moment where he gets his exclusive with Ronaldo he did the interview with Ronaldo in 2019 after those allegations um came out against Ronaldo mm-hmm. um he had the exclusive there so I, they do have some sort of a a relationship but i think that I mean I think Ronaldo in a few years time um hopefully will realize that he's been taken advantage of yet um and I think he looks really really stupid to be honest with you. Yeah, so sad. Um I think the word frustration comes in from his part and um I see this morning there's talks of possibly a move to Inter Miami now. Um so yeah, I've seen Inter Miami, I've seen that Leon has emerged as a potential option. Um There were rumors earlier this week that Bayern Munich were interested in but in him but apparently that's false. Yeah. Um so who knows where he'll go? I don't think he can leave Manchester United and join another top club after what he's just done. Mm. Um I think that he's made it even more difficult for himself to find a new club. Um Yeah, look what frustrated me about the interview I think the most was that and somebody made this comparison on Twitter. They said that he's sort of carrying himself like a Donald Trump figure where everyone who has said something bad about him is in his bad books and everyone who has said something good about him recently is in his good books so Roy Keane and Ferdinand have been very public with their defense of Ronaldo um saying that you know Ten Hag has mistreated him and disrespected him um Ferdinand has accused the club of not communicating well with Ronaldo so Ronaldo in that interview oh Ferdinand and Keane are very good guys but uh, Roy Keane was my greatest ever captain Rio Ferdinand was my neighbor and he helped me a lot when I moved to United um I think that was in 
Um, but then Rooney and Gary Neville who have said that Manchester United look a better team without him. They're now his enemies. And yeah. Ronaldo even resorted to saying that he's better looking than Rooney, which is just insane. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean that is insane behavior to go on air and be like, I'm not going to say I'm better looking than Rooney, which is true. And then get Morgan burst, burst out laughing. I mean, it's just crazy at this point. Um, it's entertainment. It's entertainment, but he's burning so many bridges when he really doesn't have to be doing this. I think that at 37 years old, you know, he shouldn't be too harsh on himself for not being able to uh, perform like he once could. So it's um, it's really childish and amateurish, and I I hope that one day he regrets this. But um, it looks like <laughs> it looks like the storm is going to get worse because, like I said, this full interview comes out later this week, where there's probably going to be so you know like so many more comments about maybe teammates, maybe Ten Hag, maybe about the club. Um, and I just think that there's no way back for him. I think that Ten Hag behind the scenes has decided that Ronaldo is gone um, mm. and they'll do everything they can to to rip up his contract um, in a few weeks time. I think it'll be interesting to see the, um, I think there might've been something in the press. I think Ronaldo did go to the camp for the World Cup and I don't know, it was how was Bruno Fernandes towards him? Yeah, so there was a clip that emerged yesterday um, and this was very, very interesting. and. They've already tried to play it down. So, um, João Mario, a Portuguese international, has come out and said it was a joke between Ronaldo and Bruno Fernandes. But what the clip was, was Bruno entering the changing room um, where he sits next to Ronaldo. Um, he puts his hand on Ronaldo's elbow as if to, like before greeting him, but then turns to him, shakes his hand, but doesn't look him in the eye. You can actually see the footage. He's not looking Ronaldo in the eye at any point and then turns away um, and Ronaldo's hand is kind of just left out and he's just looking at Bruno Fernandes, just sort of staring at the back of his head while Bruno Fernandes, I assume, goes to greet other teammates. It looked like someone who is not happy with his club mm. teammate. Um, but like I said, Joao Mario came out and said it was a joke between them. But I think that they probably have to say this. Um, yes. They're about to go into a World Cup. Yes. Um, they have to make it appear like there's no problems in the camp. Yeah. Um, but like, like, that was another point I wanted to raise, actually, was that every Manchester United player this season and top players like Casemiro, like Rafael Varane, um, Latoire Martinez, I mean, Latoire Martinez, um, uh, what's his name? The centre-back? Um, check it out, hosting a football podcast. I cannot believe that I'm blanking on his on his first name. This is why I don't want you on the show, Kurt. Anyway, Martinez, um, there was, who else? I mean, every Rashford, Martial, Every sort of player of significance at Manchester United has really, really enjoyed what Ten Hag has introduced to the team in terms of the rules and the cultures and the values and then the the way that he's implemented his style of play. They can all see this going in a good direction um, mm. and a positive direction. Um, so for Ronaldo to come out and say that he doesn't respect Ten Hag, I just don't think that that sits well with his teammates, regardless of who he is, regardless of who's saying it. Um, I think that they'll be pretty pissed off with him. Um, so it's it's not just that he's sort of waged this war on Ten Hag and Manchester United's owners, but I feel like he is um, he's just causing a lot of dressing room drama, um, and that's not going to go down well. Um, so it's it's a lot of unnecessary um, bullshit that Manchester United will not want to be dealing with, especially when they've had ten years of failure mm. since Sir Alex Ferguson's departure and. This moment, at least, it feels like things are moving in the right direction. 
Yeah, and, and last last thoughts on this. Uh, Ronaldo did quite specifically say <clears throat> that nothing has really changed since Fergie has left, right? He says even in terms of like the canteen and the technical stuff at the, he says nothing has really changed and it's uh, <clears throat> all evolved, I think yeah. is the word, um, which is, yeah, I mean, he's, he's going a little bit deep there, but we will watch that one closely, Kurt. Um, let's get onto the bigger news, I would say, and that's the World Cup kicking off in a few days. I cannot believe it's here already. It's ridiculous. Um, I'd love to get to hear your thoughts in terms of possibly the groups to look out for. Um, I'm going to give you my predictions in terms of the semis. Um, possibly, oh, you're going that far? Yeah, I think I'm going to uh, discuss who the overachievers might even be, the top goal scorer. Um, yeah, I mean, have a little think about while you're rambling on. Um, but let's, let's just touch on the World Cup, Cody. Um, very exciting times. Um, very bizarre time of the year to have a World Cup slap bang in the middle of the majority of the world's leagues, etc. But um, yeah, I think give us a brief little rundown and, and what's, what's exciting. Well, I, I'm, I can't wait for it personally. Sure. I know that there's obviously been a lot of uh, controversy around the, the tournament. Um, with regards to the human rights issues in Qatar, yeah. with regards to when it's being held, the weather, um, the fact that fans will not be able to drink at stadiums. Um, I've watched videos on the accommodation that fans will be staying in. Um, and it, it, it doesn't look too pretty. And of course, mm. I watched the recent FIFA documentary, FIFA Uncovered, on Netflix. Um, where oh, they have, have you seen it? No, I haven't. Well, it, it's basically a deep look into all the corruption at FIFA, um, really Never. since it starts. Never. No, it's incredible, Sean. <laughs> it's it. incredible. Um, yeah. So I would highly recommend that. South Africa is mentioned a lot. I will mm. just say that. Mm -hmm. um, but no, I'm really looking forward to the tournament. Um, I can't wait. Uh, I don't think that the, the first fixture on Sunday between uh, Qatar and Ecuador is um, a game <laughs> that I'm, you know, particularly. <laughs> excited by, um, yeah. if I'm honest with you, but I will watch it. I will definitely watch it. Um, but yeah, I think uh, a big talking point, at least um, this week, has been Sadio Mane's injury for Senegal. Mm -hmm. um, he obviously got injured playing for Bayern um, last week, and there was a report that he would miss the World Cup altogether, but he has been named in the, in the squad. But um, somebody on Senegal's board has recently just said that Senegal are going to have to play without Mane for the first few games. So there is a doubt whether he gets on at all um, mm. in the group stage, which is very disappointing, I guess, from his point of view, from Senegal's point of view. He's so important. They won the African Cup of Nations earlier this year, largely thanks to Mane, um, and qualified for the World Cup largely thanks to Mane. Yes. Um, and then I think the first fixture I'm really looking forward to is going to be England and uh, Iran on Monday. Mm -hmm. Just interested to see what kind of team uh, Southgate puts out. I think we are going to see more what people are calling on Twitter sufferable, where England don't have a lot of possession. I think in that game, they probably will dominate proceedings. But throughout the tournament, I can't see England playing really exciting football. Um, they, weren't, they weren't a lot of fun to watch at the Euros, mm. if we're honest. It's, it's a lot of men behind ball and counter-attack when, when they have it, when the ball's um, transitioned over. But then... Sean, I am most looking forward to Argentina and Saudi Arabia on Tuesday. I think there's a lot of hype around this Argentina team, which I don't think that they will necessarily want 
Um, but they are the Copa America champions. They are on a, a 35 game unbeaten streak, um, which I think is like the second or, or third longest unbeaten streak in football history um, mm. for international teams. So there is understandably a lot of a lot of hype. Um, I think I think if I'm going to make a prediction with regards to player of the tournament, I think that Messi is going to have a great tournament. Mm. Um, and I would put uh, Neymar in that category as well. I think that those two in particular are going to stand out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, tell me some of your predictions, George. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's you sort of, I've got, sort of, you know, I do my research. Kurt. So I've got uh, the most assists. I've got Messi, Neymar. So it sort of ties into what you've said. I and mean, we can go. We can go to our top four if you, if you can. Um, <clears throat> the, the semis. I've got Argentina, Brazil, um, Germany, Belgium. Okay. And champions. I've got or the final. I would say I have Argentina, Brazil. Okay. A- and Argentina to take it. You really believe so? I do, bro. What makes you think that? I've just got. To, I think it's. I think it's Messi's time. It's his. The only trophy that he's been missing out of his his cabinet, um, and I think they've got the squad to do it. I think they're super confident. Um, but like you say, there's a certain spotlight on them, which is probably, I wouldn't say the words unnecessary, but not favourable. And you know, I think that maybe there's too much pressure. Um, but again, someone like a Belgium, you know, always such an amazing squad but always seem to just fail at the last hurdle i don't see england coming anywhere to be honest um top goal scorer i've got venetius jr mm, okay and the biggest yeah i've got the biggest underachievers can you guess mm. spain yes wow yes and the biggest overachievers i've got serbia okay that's like they've got a really good squad they do they, they do, do have so, a good squad. Um, don't know if you disagree with any of that. No, I don't think I do. I, I think for top goal scorer, I think I would have Kylian Mbappe somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. But that's obviously dependent on where France go in the tournament. Of course. Um, I don't think that they will win it. I don't think they will even come close to winning it. Um, they have a squad. To, I mean, their squad has been depleted yeah. um, with injuries. They've just... Um, suffered a new injury now with Christopher Nkunku mm. um, sustaining an, uh, a leg, I think it was a leg injury in a, um, after a tackle from a teammate um, in a warm-up training session now this week. Um, so he's been ruled out of the tournament. France are going to be able to replace him. Um, they're replacing him with another striker who plays in the Bundesliga. Um, but Pogba's missing the tournament, obviously, through injury. Ngole Kante will be out through injury. Presnel Kempembe, the PSG centre-back, is out through injury. Um, so there's a there's a lot going on in that that French camp. So I don't think that they'll get anywhere near it. And if you, of course, look historically, um, over the last 10, 15 years at least, um, the winner of the tournament always gets knocked out in the, the, the following tournament's group stage. <laughs> so... Um, I, I, I don't know if France can can do it this year, um, so I think that I would probably have them down as the biggest underachievers. Mm-hmm. They do have a, a good squad still, um, but I don't think that they can go all the way. Um, and then um, let me have a look here, Sean. I think I think Spain are going to be underwhelming too. Um, yeah. They don't score a lot of goals, Spain, but they do have a very young squad. Um, they've called up 20-year-old Ansu Fati, um, 18-year-old. Gavi, 19-year-old Pedri, 
Um, they've left out Sergio Ramos. They've left out David De Gea. Mm. Um, so it's a young squad, an exciting squad, probably a squad that Enrique is looking to build for the future. Yeah. But of course, they'll go into this tournament believing that they can um, get far. Yeah. Mm. They kind of have to. Um, I think Netherlands could also surprise a few people at this World Cup. Um, Netherlands, good for Dorma. Yeah. I think that they could. Um, I also don't think England are going to have a very good World Cup. Mm. Um, I mean, just the form of some of those players alone. Um, I don't think it's it's the best sort of form to carry into a World Cup with Harry Maguire having sat on the bench at United. And when he does play, he looks sort of out of sorts. And just knowing that he's going to start every single game for England at the World Cup, um, surely that can't sort of breed confidence within the camp. Yeah. Um, I was excited by James Madison's call up though. That was yeah. That's that's something to look to look forward to. But then Brazil are just so strong. Yeah. Um, Neymar has been in sensational form this season for PSG. Um, you've got an attacking contingent filled with really really good players: Vinicius Junior, Rodrigo, both from Real Madrid, Anthony at Manchester United, Rafinha at Barcelona. Um, obviously, the midfield of Casemiro, Fabinho. Um, it's the defense, Marquinhos and Thiago Silva. It's a really, really strong yeah. results squad. And possibly the two best goalkeepers in the world, in my opinion. Yeah, exactly. Edison yeah. and Alisson. Yeah. Um, Portugal, I think, will have a good tournament. I don't know if they'll win it, or I, I don't think they'll win it. Um, I think they might get farther. I think they have a really good squad. Mm. Um, and um, it'll just be interesting to see what sort of role Ronaldo plays now, because um, I don't know if... I, th- I think we spoke about it on the show, but a few weeks ago, um, when Portugal had played some uh, international matches, I think it was the UEFA Nations League in September, and there was a lot of there were a lot of calls after that um, international break for Ronaldo to be dropped from the starting eleven um, in Portugal. Um, so people seem to be sort of turning on turning on him there too. Mm. Um, so I don't know what kind of role he'll play. I think that he'll he'll start every game, but I don't think that necessarily helps Portugal's chances. But outside of Ronaldo, they have a really good squad um, and a very uh, well-rounded squad too. Yeah, so give me your top four. My top four, I think I'm going to go... I'm going to go Germany. Um, we had not mentioned them yet. Um, Brazil, Argentina... And uh, and uh, Portugal. Okay, Portugal. Yeah. Is, eh? Interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, over the next month, I guess we've got a lot to talk about. Um, so make sure you watch all the games, please, Curti. I'm sure you will. Um, but uh, anything else before we before we? Uh, it's been a, quite a long podcast. Anything else before we duck? No, nothing else. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> just. Let's just keep an eye on the Ronaldo debacle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Thank you, my friend. I really appreciate it. And that is how we wrap up this episode of the International News Desk. So whether you have been listening on SL Podcast.co.za, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or Mackie King 96.7's Game Time, thank you for tuning in. I've been your host, Sean Roberts. And of course, Mr. Kurt Duckerfield. Thank you, sir. Cheers, Sean. Thanks very much. 